0: This is a
1: podcast from
0: Minute Media.
1: Behind Hope, we're bringing it to a mold day. All day. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Birdland. When the news, we're it to you always. All way. You know Welcome to Birdland. Orange or Black, we rebuild the pack. No matter where we at, you know, we coming back. Section 336, we on this. So tune in. Tune in. You know what's up. Welcome to Birdland. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Birdland. You know what's up? And now, here come the boys
2: from Section 336. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. I am your endearing, centering host, Matt Sroka. And as always, I'm joined by a guy who, oh, wait a minute, did Lamar just throw another interception? The button lover, Josh Sroka. What
3: does Lamar's interceptions have to do with me?
2: Well, no, I was just, inter- just interrupted distracted. our podcast to say, "Oh, there's another interception." Gotcha. Uh, that was uh, that was an
3: ugly game Sunday night, but like Ravens' fashion, the Ravens always find a way to pull it out.
2: Were you at all? Um, did it cross your mind maybe after Huntley got the win the week before, after interception number four, um, maybe pulling Lamar Jacksons for Huntley?
3: that cross your mind? You know that's not a serious comment that you're making. Um, I'm trying to even remember. Uh, at least one of them was not his <laughs> fault. There was one that bounced right <laughs> off the guy's hands.
2: I agree. One out of the four weren't his yeah. fault.
3: Yeah, the others, I don't know what was going on. But uh, ugly game. It's nice to see our defense step up and play play some football. Tell you what. Thank you to Southwest, because I got to watch the game uh, in its entirety, thanks to Southwest on my flight. They had the internet up and running, and I was able to watch it on the flight. And then once I landed, I switched to YouTube TV on my phone to watch the rest while driving home. Nice. That sounds dangerous, driving home and watching YouTube TV, but to each their own.
2: It was mostly Uh, listening, glancing over occasionally. Josh, are you, are you a are you a proponent that the all that matters is you get the W at the end of the day? We're sitting at the top of the AFC conference, It's top of our division. Um, does yes.
3: it not matter how we get there as long as we win? Uh, for an interdivision game, yeah, all that matters is the W. But here, okay. the problem is what I think I was talking about last week. The problem is that we play them again in two weeks. Yeah. So if we thought that their defense was tough on. Uh, Blitz and Lamar and Blitz and Lamar was working. They're going to Blitz Lamar even more next week.
2: Yeah, I'm a I'm a believer in teams going on hot streaks and hitting their peak at different points in the season. Like uh, Patriots, for example, are peaking right now. Yeah. Um, early in the season, you saw the teams get off to hot starts and peaking and then struggling a little bit. We see that all over the place. And so, I mean, the Ravens haven't even come close to peaking yet. They haven't even come close. I think the maybe the chargers game was the closest they played to kind of a good all around game. And so I'm hoping that kind of we'll get it together by the end of the season. And, and, and I want to be playing our best ball, at the end of the season, so I'm okay if we're struggling and still winning because it gives us a chance to peak here at the
3: end. Right, right. Big games still to go with the Steelers this week and Browns after that, and then I think it's the Packers the week after that, maybe. Uh so yeah, it's. But hey, eight, eight and three, right? Isn't that a record? Eight and three. Can't yeah. complain about that. This and we played Found the way to get the W, as you said.
2: And we play the Steelers next. Does that the Steelers concern you at all? But they're a joke of a team, right, after what yeah. the Bengals did to them?
3: Yeah, I like the meme going around. Everyone point to the worst quarterback in the AFC North, and it's all the other quarterbacks pointing in different directions, all at uh, Big Ben in the corner.
2: Yeah, I mean, Baker Mayfield, I think, gives him a run for his
3: money, but, but yeah. Um... How... All right, did you notice on the broadcast how much they love Baker Mayfield and how they would try to give excuses constantly for Baker Mayfield throughout the game? Yeah,
2: I know, i was, I mean, I I know how much they love Greg Roman. They were saying tons of nice things about Greg Roman, That's and right. I was like, someone needs to tell the Raven fans that because the Raven fans
3: don't feel the same way about right. Greg Roman. Yeah, but but, but, yeah, but it, it's a win, and it's always nice to have Justin Tucker on your team. Yeah, I guess
2: so. It's not. Yeah, we use Justin Tucker way too much though. You need to score some t-
3: a little more touchdowns, a little less field goals, and make everyone just slightly a little bit a little bit better. That's right. They helped me out in my bookie. They scared me, but they helped me, but they got the win. They got the win. And they got the yeah. cover. And they covered, yeah, by six.
2: Um, yeah, I mean, I think the future of this division is clearly going to be Ravens, Bengals for the next several years. Like, that's, that's it. Um, the Browns, Steelers are on the decline, I feel like. And Cincinnati and Baltimore for the next several years are going to be going at it with some great games. So I, yeah. I, th- I think that's good. I think Cincinnati looks really good. I'm just super impressed with them.
3: I think um, I, Steelers have to be understanding now that they should have took a quarterback last year. That they've waited too long. They don't. That they don't even have someone in the wing like prepared to take over. Yeah, I mean it's two ways to do it, right?
2: Like the Ravens drafted Lamar when they still had Joe Flacco, mm-hmm. um, and that's yeah. And I guess that's one way to do it. I don't know. I, I mean, I understand if you're a big Ben or Aaron Rodgers or whatever, you you don't like wasting. A, a top draft pick, right? Your, your number one overall draft pick when you're the quarterback, right? I think one of the things that the Ravens did, I think the Ravens were fortunate in that they were able to um, take Lamar Jackson with their second pick, even though he was at the end of the first round. Mm-hmm. So you weren't wasting your top pick on him. You you put your, your second pick on him right. um, because like, if you're going to draft a quarterback and you want a good one, you're probably, I mean, unless you're Tyler Heineke, you're, you're probably going to need to, use one of your top picks probably your top pick to draft that quarterback of the future so whatever i don't think it's a big deal um but it's good for us they'll draft a quarterback this this offseason and he'll suck next year and and, uh and so it's all good for the ravens
3: yep yeah
2: josh there's been a lot of uh, baseball stuff going on too yeah yeah lots of
3: rumors and some deals getting done or a ton of deals getting done they They're rumored to get another. Yeah, the Orioles have been active.
2: Um, the Orioles all no bad news coming from the Orioles. I'll say. I'll say that. I'll say. I mean, we can debate what's good news, but no bad news coming from the Orioles, um, which is surprising,
3: actually. Yeah, I mean, it is. It's. Uh, yeah, it's none of it's bad news. Right. All right. Where, you, where do you, I mean? Where do you want to start? Were you? Before we get to the rumors, the Orioles did resign one of their own. Yes, right. uh, Yes, they. I mean, and there was, was three thing? of them, right? right? Was Was this an avoid arbitration move?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think they had an option here with three, with with um, Means, Scott, Mancini. Santander, Lopez, Fry, this is the group who are arbitration eligible, yes. so they could choose to, there's a couple options here, right, you can you can sign them now, um, you can tender them a contract, and you fight about the number, and you don't agree, and you go to arbitration, or or, or you could non-tender them you can kind of let them go because you don't want to pay the money. Right. Um, and what happened today is the Orioles did. I think, I don't know how much of this is surprising, um, but they agreed to terms and they signed um, Paul Fry, Jorge Lopez, Anthony Santander. So those three guys are coming back. Yep. Um, they also tendered contracts. We don't know what the exact number is yet, but they they're going to work out the number. They tendered contracts. So these guys are staying with the team as of now um, to trade Mancini John Means and Tanner Scott so that whole group that was eligible to either be non-tender to kind of let go you see a lot of teams letting people go who kind of have get too pricey in arbitration um that's not the case with any Orioles players. All the Oriol players are coming back. I know some people thought that Lopez or Fry was on the bubble. Both those relievers are coming back. Um, Santander is coming back. And there was a little bit – some people were talking about Mancini maybe not coming back, which was yeah. – that never made any sense to me. Well, still, he was always coming back, and so he's still back. Talk, there's still talk of trading these guys. You can trade anybody at any and point. As you saw this
3: contract, you could still trade them.
2: Right, you can still trade Ja Means and Cedric Mullins oh, and, and Trey Mancini. Mancini. We could be without yeah. Mancini, Mullins, and Means next year. Yeah, well, yeah, well, that's the rumor, right? The Orioles. And you could also trade ball. Ryan McHouse, and Adley Rutschman, if you wanted to. You are allowed to trade those players. Can you trade and, the warehouse and Grayson Rodriguez? No, but you can rename the warehouse to make some money and use that money to go sign somebody. That's true.
3: That's true. We could change from Oriole Park at Camden Yards to Oriole Park at Safeway Fields. Is there a
2: player that the Orioles could sign, Josh, that you think it would be worth it to change the name forever on the warehouse to um, uh, PetSmart for, or whatever? For one player? For one, if you could do one player, and now it's Oriole Park at PetSmart.
3: Um, yeah, I mean Max Scherzer already signed, but yeah. I'll, I'll give up the. I'll put a big sign on the side of the warehouse for Max Scherzer. Yeah. For 37-year-old Max Scherzer. Yeah, yeah. For whatever, 37 million a year or whatever he's got. different eye color, Max Scherzer. Yeah. That's got to creep out the batter.
2: Yeah. Josh, were you – and I want to get to some of the free agent signings, including Max Scherzer, because I got some comments about that. Okay. But, but, but before we get there, um, we, we just went over the names of Fry, Lopez, Santander – uh, Mancini means Scott Allstain. Did any of those moves surprise you? Are you unhappy with any of those moves? Are you pleasantly surprised with any of those moves? Uh, how, how do you feel
3: about any of those moves? None of them surprised me. They're none, of, none of them are big money. They're all small. They're all guys with potential. They're all, they're all guys that could be either be part of this future or be trade candidates in July. There are no locks on this list. They're all guys we hope can be part of the future. So, all right, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, we're gonna gamble a little bit more with these guys. Yeah, yeah,
2: I mean, there's a small downside, size, right? If you do, downside, if it doesn't work out, then you know you go a different direction next year. I think uh, the only one surprised me a little bit, maybe was Paul Fry, but he's signed for less than a million bucks, and he had a bad second and a half of the year last year. But we saw two years ago how good he could be. Um, I'm really glad. I'm really happy about Jorge Lopez um, because I think it could be a really effective bullpen. And I want to see him a full year of him in that seventh inning role. Right. And so I'm excited about, I'm actually excited about that. I, I especially cause of how atrocious our bullpen
3: was last year. Um, I'm excited about him in the back of the bullpen. And am I wrong to still have hope for Tanner Scott that I still feel like he can put this together? That yeah. I mean, he got he's got the stuff. Yeah. He's got the stuff. And he's shown for short
2: stints he can he can do it he can be and if he's on he's one of the best relievers in baseball he is he's one right. of the best relievers in baseball if he's on the problem is he's off right. a lot right right so so yeah I mean I think this is a perfect opportunity for him if we were if this was 2023 and we're talking World Series hunt I'm not loving Tan or Scott on my team right um, but, but next year
3: at the, we're still on the incline part of the rebuild.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, there's there, there's room to try these guys out. Uh, there's room to run them out there. You don't need to have, you know, clear, clear, clearly we don't have every kind of position set. So, um, I, yeah. yeah, another four-year of Tanner Scott, I think, is something um, worth trying.
3: Yeah, I'm good with that. Um, do you want to just put these... Uh, Stupid rumors and fans getting all fired up about uh, knowledge that the Orioles are taking calls on John Means or Cedric Mullins. Do you want to just settle Oriole fans down now? Make it nice and simple. Sure. Yeah.
2: I mean, I think Mullins and Means are as good as gone.
3: <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. The truth is that they're listening to everyone. When you're when you're a team that that plays below 500 ball, everyone in is list is there's an op, there's a price tag on everyone. No one's priceless.
2: Yeah, I, I get that. I mean, my take is on it. It sounds stupid to say that you would hang up on any GMs. Like, you're not going to hang up on the GMs. But my, my thing is he's all, I also think they're untradeable. So I think they're untradeable. I, I think
3: they're not tradable for draft, like you're not trading them for minor leaguers or draft people. You're, you're, you would be trading them for major league caliber Stuff at the same caliber, which kind of makes them untradeable. That's Rams. That's
2: my point because because you rarely ever see major league talent traded for major league talent. Right? It's often major right. league talent for prospects. Right, and we're not
3: at the point to give up major league talent.
2: Right, especially guys who are under control for the next four year, four or five years. Yes, I think yeah, that not, makes no sense. Right, you're not going to push the timeline back
3: when you're bringing Adley Rushman up. Yes. Because
2: trading of Mullins and Means would set things back. Like yes. let's, no, like 2023, for me, becomes completely Not off the up. table at that point. Um, because those are key positions. I know you say we have other outfielders. You really don't have another elite center fielder that, that's waiting in the wings. You have some right. corner outfielders. Um, and starting pitchers, you don't have five good starting pitchers in the minors waiting to come up. You have right. Grayson Rodriguez, D.L. Hall, and Cobb Radish. And chances are they all three won't work out. And you have
3: John Means. All right. I'm these are two guys who are key parts of your rebuild. If you're, yeah, gonna, so the, start, if you're gonna go over five hundred next year, you need these
2: guys. Yes. Yeah, so and it's not like a trade Mancini situation where he's in the final year of arbitration. That's not this these guys are younger and they're under team control for a while. Yep. Um, the only reason I'm listening, because you're right, I wouldn't trade them, and 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 then people always come back with stupid things. This sounds like something that you would say, Josh. Well, what if they traded Mike Trout for, you know, John Means? And then, yes, right, you would right. you would make the deal, but that's not, no one's calling for that. Um, they're only calling with prospects. So the only reason I'm listening, if I'm Mike Elias, is just I'm curious. I'm curious about how other people value my players, right? Like, I want to see what, do you view Cedric Mullins last year as, like, that's who he is? Or are you not a believer in Cedric Mullins? Like, I I would just be kind of curious on how you view my players and also informs me maybe when I when next offseason, when I want to go out and make a trade for someone in the caliber of a John Means, well, what are other teams giving up, right? Right. So you can kind of compare and take notes. So, like, it's always good to gather information about kind of what teams are willing to give up and what negotiations are like. Um, But, yeah, I think there is. Literally, zero, uh, zero chance, zero scenario where he is either Mullins or Means is yeah. seriously considered being traded. because, Agreed. Because, I, I mean, I don't think Elias wants to wait 10 more years to win either. I, I mean, I, I think Elias is ready to start winning soon. And not right. this year, but next year. Next right. year.
3: Yeah, Elias, a lot of people want to say, oh, well, all Elias cares about is draft picks. If Elias was, if all Elias cared was building the minor league system, he would not be the right guy for this job. He's getting the draft picks in order to win at the major league level. Yeah.
2: And if he trades Mullins or Means, then I'll be on board with that, that all he cares about is draft picks and prospects. He doesn't care about the major league squad. I'll be on board with that. Um, But this is, this is kind of the three to five year rebuild is right on schedule. They found a freaking diamond in the rough. They, they got lucky with Cedric Mullins. Uh, They got freaking lucky. Um, because he was a bum who turned great, kind of on his own. Um, yeah, and and so yeah, and, and yeah, and, and so I get, I get that you don't hang up on people, but there's also zero chance that either of these guys are traded. Right, you're not selling these guys cheap. I don't think you're selling high. I mean, if someone walked, if someone knocked on your door with their two best starting pitching prospects who were in single A at 19 years old, I I, I don't think you're taking that deal. I, I never understood that. Why would you take a guy who has five years team control who's really good and you know he's good to great for, for it, a guy yeah. who could potentially be good or great? Like take the good or great you have as opposed to a guy who could maybe or maybe not be good or great. Like, come on now. It's obvious. You, you keep these guys.
3: Yeah. No, I agree.
2: The, the time for selling off assets is, is done. Now you can trade a Trey Mancini. You can trade – some of these, you can trade a Tanner Scott if you really wanted to. You right. can trade some of these lesser pieces. But Sam you Tandar. don't trade the Santander,
3: absolutely. Trade Santander for nothing. I don't care. But, but, but you don't trade these cornerstone pieces yes. at this point. Right. And right now, it might be. Right now, there's three cornerstones. Mullins, Means, and Mountcastle. Those are the three guys on the Major League roster at this point. Yes. That you're going to build around. Yes. That you're not going to trade. And you're going to bring up Adley, you're going to bring up uh, some pitchers, you're going to bring guys up, but you're keeping those three guys as every, your everyday guys to build around.
2: Yep, and you have guys yeah, who will be up next year who are going to – so all of a sudden that, that three guys become right. are going to be five real quick yes. when Adley and Grayson get here, and then maybe become six with D.L. gets here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. I'm and with you on mean, that.
3: Yeah, and as you're – right, and that's, that's what it takes to – that's how a rebuild works. Is you start with zero. Now we've got three. Opening day we should have four, maybe five, and we yep. keep going. Yep. Um, and
2: then next off season you signed one or two of those key cornerstone guys. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. These guys are the guys that we want to give extensions to. One other. Um, one other note about the Orioles. Um, also today they did sign or about to sign. Ned Odor. Yeah, a one-year deal? Um, a one-year deal. It's not a official. Washed up second baseman? Yeah, it's not. A, well, he's 27. I, I can you be washed up when you're only 27 years old?
3: Well, he hasn't had a good year. and he has been a few years since he had a good year, right? Yeah, I don't know if he's ever had a really good year. I think he
2: came up with Texas with high accolades. Um, um, when, you're, when you're known for throwing
3: a punch, not for how you played second base. Well, it, I don't think it's... About, yeah, it's about who you punched is the key yeah, with that yeah, one. That's true. It's not even about the punch. It's about the fact that you punched Batista.
2: Yeah, if it wasn't Jose Batista, if it was anybody else, no one would even remember. But it was a great... And you don't see... You see skirmishes all the time in baseball. You rarely see a solid punch land. And there was a solid punch land on Jose Batista. So for that reason, I think Oriole fans are inclined to like him, even if he's not very good at baseball. Yeah. But it makes sense. He can play... I mean, this is like... He could take Franco's place at third, right? This is your your yeah, your, can, sec, your second
3: base slash third baseman. Yeah, and if you can, if there's a, I mean, he's still <laughs> in the league because people think he can at some point get that bat back together again. Well, and not to get all nerdy on
2: you, but I saw, um, um, I should give him credit. I forget who he is. A guy on Twitter um, put out there his took a screenshot of his exit velocity, okay, and his barrel percentage rate. And this is something the Orioles are known to like when they draft college hitters, their barrel percentage and their exit right. velocity. And so this is Odor does barrel a lot of balls, and he does hit the ball hard. And so in that way, he kind of fits this Oriole profile. I know he's not a high on base percentage guy. He's a low batting average guy. He's, uh has some pop, but doesn't really hit for average or or, or get on base a lot. He strikes out a lot. Um, but he does have that barrel rate and exit velocity working for him. But yeah, it's it's a... It's uh you hope you get a trade prospect for him at the deadline again type deal, one year deal, maybe you can trade him at the deadline if
3: he's any good his uh uh-huh. his, he's projected to bat two oh seven next year, Of course, that's just a projection yeah, it could be
2: one ninety seven um yep. and i mean the, Josh does it concern you at all and that it
3: was one sixty seven this year
2: does it concern you at all that uh, he could be taking? Um, at-bats, uh, away from people like Jemai Jones? No. Or those people guys like Corey Mateo?
3: Don't care. Okay. I see those guys as bench guys. Okay. I see those guys as uh, Ryan Flaherty type. Yeah. And who knows? I mean, this could be a situation where,
2: I forget the guy who signed last year at second base, and then he didn't even make it out of spring training. Like, it could be another situation like that where you see him at spring training and like, go, ah, no, this is, isn't going to work out. I'm sure it'll be uh, not very much money,
3: yeah it's yeah,
2: what was it like one million i don't think they announced the terms yet, is that going to find them announcing the terms all right. yet
3: all right, I thought I saw all right i'll have to look you yeah. um, but yeah it's a it's a again Michael Elias likes to do this low risk situations, and this is a low risk signing yep all right.
2: Um, other Orioles news, there was, I'm just going to throw this out there, and then I have some, I want to talk about some of the the other signings for other teams because it's really interesting okay. how this free agency is playing out. A, that's been so active. B, who's signing these guys, I think, it's kind of shocking the baseball world. But B, before we get there, on a podcast or radio show today, Josh, Carlos Correa, the yeah. shortstop, Former shortstop, former Astros right. shortstop, now Notable free agent. One that he hasn't signed yet. Hasn't signed. I'm not going to mention. I could mention. I'm not going to, but I could mention how he has ties going back to Michael Elias and the Houston Astros. That yeah, we are. Michael there. Elias was the one who drafted him. I could mention that he happens to play a position that we of need. high need for the Orioles. Mm-hmm. Um, that we don't have any answers to now or in the near future. I could mention how he's. You know, I think the youngest or one of the youngest free agents out there, so he makes sense on a rebuilding team, but I'm not going to mention those things. Um, I could also mention that we can afford him, given how much we're paying the rest of our team, but I'm not going to mention that. Right. All I'm going to say is that Carlos Correa was on a radio show or a podcast earlier today, and he said that he would be willing, Josh, to go to a rebuilding team. He said that he'd be willing to go to a rebuilding team. All right, all right but hold on, but that's not about us. No, it was, he wasn't speaking about any specific team. They oh, well, just kind talking, of asked. Them. No, he is talking about a specific
3: team. What you think he's talking about? The Cubbies? No. What you think he he's talking was, about? He was spotted last week having lunch with AJ Hinch. Okay. It's the Detroit Tigers. Well, but, but the, the Detroit Tigers signed a guy. Signed a shortstop today.
2: Yeah. Do
3: the so. Tigers have any money left? Uh, not really. But they yeah. also filled shortstop, so they don't need Carlos. I don't. Know. That, that's my guess of who he was talking about. Okay. But, but, but maybe he wasn't talking about any team. Maybe he was just talking
2: about phil- mentally he could do a re- – and if he would be okay. willing to sign at Detroit, I mean, Detroit is Baltimore, right? Like there's no – I don't oh, see it's... a big difference in there. Okay. So if he's going to sign at Detroit, why can't he sign at Baltimore?
3: So you're telling me that's why the Orioles outrighted uh, Richie Martin to Norfolk tonight? To make room at
2: shortstop. To make room
3: at shortstop. Yeah. For Carlos Correa. I'm just saying it makes sense to
2: me in my head. Um, I'm not, I don't love Odor Mateo as my up the middle infield, but Correa Odor is something I get behind. <laughs> Correa, on, uh, anyone I'm good with, yeah. You could put Correa and you out there, Josh. I'd be good with that infield. Yep. But,
3: but uh, bring back Jerry Harrison Jr. having play over there by Correa. I don't care. I know. I, um, man, there's not even any rumors about Correa. No. Every, every time I look into Correa, it's all fans posting, posting stuff. There's no rumors, nothing. I just want, with all these mid-level sign-ins or high-mid sign-ins, I just want, I want Correa to go somewhere so I can take it off my wish list. Yeah, Josh, it seems to me, I'm not saying this is
2: why there's quiet, but I will say this. I'm not saying this, but I'm saying this. The Orioles, I think now under Mike Elias... Are super tight lipped. Even reporters can never get the jump on anything. I mean, they'll freaking announce a contract extension a year after the contract extension happens. I mean, the the the, the Paul Fry thing. uh, Rakubako didn't know Paul Fry if they're going to offer him a contract. The next minute, he's offered the Orioles announced they offered him contract. Like even even the guy most plugged in Rakubako has no idea what the Orioles are doing. And so, as far as like you, if if the Orioles are working on something big, which by the way. They're not signing Carlos Correa, but if they were, I'm pretty sure you would hear nothing about it until it happens because the Orioles are very hush at the top, all throughout that organization under Mike Elias.
3: Yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 true. Um, yeah, I could see. You're right. I'm trying to think, and even like this O'Dor sign in, it's they're getting their news from other people, not from the Orioles. Um, the Orioles are definitely quiet. So I would assume there's no way Michael Elias has not made a phone call about Correa. Especially with the history.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean I, I yeah, I mean it's a, it's a pipe dream and I think Michael Elias, you know, I mean it would have to fit into his plan and the money would have to make sense and 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 it's probably not. But but, yeah, I mean, for example, the Odor, you mentioned the Odor. I think that was reported first by Dan Connolly, yeah, who's been now. who's famous, the athletic. Yeah, who, the athletic, who's famous for having a bunch of contacts under um, Dan Duquette and then losing all those contacts when Dan Duquette left. Yes. Uh, that's I, I know that's been, been talked about a lot with him. So, yes, yeah, so I don't know how plugged in he is. So t- to, to your point. Like I don't think anyone's, but, and I wouldn't be surprised if someone else, got, if a mainstream guy got it, and then in the Athletic, and then kind of gave it to, to Dan just to to give him a, an announcement since it's his team, and it really was someone else who's got it. To be honest, if you wanna,
3: yeah, if you want to have fun? Go to Twitter and Google Carlos Correa Orioles, and it's a bunch of random people with saying how the Orioles have signed Correa details to come soon. But then you look, and it's like all fake people, like a fake uh, Ken Rosenthal, a fake Jeff Passan. If I want to do some more blocking, fake, I should just go Google that yeah, or search Google, that. Yeah. Because I love to block Correa, people on Twitter. Orioles. Um, yeah. Who, Correa also happens to have the longest home run in Camden Yards history, by the way. Oh, is that true? Yeah. He hit it into Legends Park.
2: Hmm. Any, any fake names are immediate block for me on Twitter. Yeah. Immediate block, big names. It's, it's a big waste of uh, space. Yeah. Um, I assume they're all middle schoolers too, but maybe that's not true. Maybe that's a stereotype of fake namers.
3: The problem with fake namers is how they have like, like I clicked on this fake Ken Rosenthal, and he's got nine thousand followers. Yeah, which what are you doing? Nine thousand stupid people out there. Yeah, oh, yeah. What? What? Well, yeah, that's.
2: I don't get that. Um, the Josh the. If we want to kind of pull away from the Orioles, any other thoughts on the Orioles' free agency move? I mean, this this free agency so far with the Orioles, it's been a frantic free agency, um, the likes of which you've never seen before, but the Orioles have been totally unactive or inactive until today with the Odor signing. But this surprises no one, I think, right? I don't think we expect the Orioles to make a splash. No,
3: no. In if December. If sign one of these big shortstops, that's huge news. Yes. And that's, and, that's re- and that's get excited. Right now, it's not... As an Oriole fan, it's not a time to like. It's still a time to start to get excited and pay attention, because we're on the upswing. Yeah, but you make one of those big sign-ins, and it's time to get excited and and take opening day off and get ready. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a game changer. If you're yeah. even even if Josh, to me, it's a game changer. Even if you're in
2: the running, even if Michael Elias is yes is is going after it, like that to but, me is is a game
3: changer. But again, we might not never hear of that. Exactly. Even if it happens. That's my thought is. We might not hear about the... Michael Elias doesn't share those things, so we might not hear. Yeah.
2: Um, A couple of general notes about free agency. It's just been kind of crazy. Um, Of the top 25 free agents, according to Fangraph.com, 15 of them have already been signed, which is kind of crazy. Okay. But none of the top 10, right? No. Oh, yes. One, two, three, four it's like seven of the top six of the top ten okay yeah I mean uh, most of the big names right are coming off the board um, and what's also crazy to me at least and kind of shocking is who's signing them so on the one hand like I'm looking at the top 50 just have the top 50 pull, pull pulled up and the notable absence from the top 50 list is I don't see the Yankees right have, haven't signed anybody and I don't see the Red Sox I haven't signed anybody, but the Blue Jays have, and that one stings a little bit. Yeah, I mean the Blue Jays signed Kevin Gossman, but they also lost the Cy Young winner, Robbie Ray. So okay. that sounds overall like a you know a little bit of a downgrade when you lose Robbie Ray, who's pitched and had success in the AL East, and you get Kevin Gossman, who has had success pitching in the NL West, but not in the AL East. It seems like a downgrade to me, but. Um, but, yeah, but Toronto did sign Kevin Gossman. Um, I saw a lot of people on, on Twitter saying, you know, we're happy for Kevin Gossman, good for Kevin Gossman getting that money. Um, Kevin Gossman is dead to me. I, I don't care. I'm not happy for Kevin Gossman. I don't care about Kevin Gossman. Does it make me happy that Kevin Gossman signed $100 million? No. I, I get no joy right. out of another person signing a $100 million contract. Oh, Kevin Gossman. Poor Kevin Gossman was only making $18 million last year. I'm so glad he made $100 million this year. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not happy for Kevin Gossman. That dude could retire. He could retire two years ago and have more money than I will ever make in my lifetime. So get out of here. No, I don't feel good about Kevin Gossman getting $100 million. Whatever. He's he's a, he's a Blue Jay now. I'm going to boo him when I see him next. Um, and this is a guy, Kevin Gossman, in front of the show. I sat down with him. I shook his hand. Yep. He signed a baseball for me. Yep. We chatted. He has cool tattoos, but he's yeah. dead to me now. Dead to you? Yeah, and I'm not happy for him. They sent him out. I don't understand people who are like that. Leaving, leaving the country. Yeah, he's leaving America. Good riddance. Um, no, but if you look at like Texas, who we would consider, you know, small to mid market team, signed, you know, uh, Marcus Simeon, and also signed Corey Sager, um, which is. Corey Seager, which is a pretty good infield. Um, But that was for half a billion dollars. (laughs) Sign those two guys for half a billion dollars. The other teams have been super active in the top 25. The Mets, right, have signed one, two, three, four guys in the top 25. Detroit has signed two guys in the top 25. The Giants, San Francisco Giants, have signed three guys in the top 25. Um, And then you have teams like Miami who signed someone in the top 25. It's just been – I mean, the Dodgers aren't here. The Red Sox aren't here. The Nationals aren't here. The Mets aren't here. All these other teams are here, Josh. The Mets are here. Oh, the Mets are here. I meant the Yankees. I meant the Yankees aren't here. But that's – I said the Nats, too.
3: The The Nats Nats. aren't here. Yeah. Yeah. But this is part of the CBA stuff. This has to – this has something to do with the CBA – questions about the CBA – that small market teams are being so active? Yes. Because the rumor is with the CBA is that uh, one of the big issues is the luxury tax ceiling and the luxury tax floor. That they want to make a floor and raise it up to $100 million, So every team has to spend at least $100 million, which would then incentivize the smaller market teams to sign more people. And that they want to lower the luxury tax from 210 million to 180 million, which will then disincentivize the big market teams of spending more money. So you're not going to go way above your luxury tax level, like the Yankees, Dodgers are, are used to doing, if you think that's going to get lowered by 30 million dollars. Yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 yeah. That's fine. I hear you. Um so- I mean, I know you hate everything about the CBA and that it's going to expire tomorrow. And all it, doesn't that. See, it doesn't seem to be any signs of it not expiring tomorrow, right? Right. Yeah, it's going to expire tomorrow. The yeah. question is whether or not they're going to do a lockout. They don't have to do a lockout just because it expires. But if they feel like they're not making any progress, they do a lockout to try to get things moving. Uh, but they've met for a total of like three hours since Thanksgiving. Two 30-minute meetings today. Yeah. So we're not really making much progress. Yeah, it's not encouraging. We're not even sitting down for a long time. Right. <laughs> but that, that's what I think is going on with these with these sign-ins. Is I think those big market teams rightfully are concerned about this uh, luxury tax. Yeah. Josh, how does it make you feel that the Orioles
2: um, currently have an open-day payroll of $37 million, and Max Scherzer just signed a deal to make $43.3 million a year. So Max Scherzer makes $6 million more than our entire
3: opening day roster. Sounds like a great spot to put Carlos Correa. Yeah. Sounds like we got money to spend.
2: You know what's also interesting about the spending money this offseason? I was looking at fan graphs where they do kind of – they predict, right, how much they do like their – Reporters predict and do a crowdsourcing on what they predict. And usually the crowd sources goes a little bit higher than the than the um, authors do, but the the um, I don't know what you call them, the article right, the bloggers. But this year the crowdsource numbers in every case but one, the every case but one in the top twenty-five free agents, every single signing guy except for one has signed for higher than the crowdsourced prediction of how much they signed for. So, for example, oh, they predicted Simeon would sign for four years, $23 million a year. He ended up signing for seven years at $25 million a year. And this is true. You go right down the line. For example, uh, Robbie Ray signed with Seattle for twenty-three million dollars a year over five years, he was predicted to sign four years for eighteen million. So five million more a
3: year and an extra year, and this is true in almost every single case. Do you think that's why? Do you think that? Do you think that people are teams are anxious to try to get stuff done before this CBA expires? Oh, there's no and, doubt, and because of that, they're
2: overpaying. There's no doubt that teams are spending more than anyone thought they would. I mean the Scherzer thing looks insane. He was crowdsourced to do three years at 32 million dollars a year which was by which was the highest of any free agent and he's done three for 43 million dollars a year um, uh, and so it's it's higher than every, I mean every and every deal is like this so um, clearly this is kind of what crazy about a lockout. The owners must be making more
3: money than ever to be able to spend this money. Well, that, and that's part of the issue going into this is that the players, the players' arguments going into this have been that for the past five years or so, everything has adjusted towards the owner's way.
2: Right. But, but,
3: okay. but, but tell that aren't... to Max Scherzer, who's making $43 million a year this year. Right. The owners aren't doing a good job with crying poor when they're spending more money than ever. When they're yeah, when free agents so the baseball players can can cry poor, but the
2: free agent baseball players this year are making more money than ever and more money than anyone thought they would make. Right. So the deals are longer than people predicted, and therefore more money than any, anyone
3: predicted. Yeah, it's kind of wild. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, it's not bad for baseball. It's, like you thought, it's good to see these good players go into lower level teams. That's good for baseball. Yeah,
2: and good for the Orioles. The yes. <laughs> but if you look also, I thought like last year. Um, oh man, sometimes I just blank on names. That that picture, uh, the 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 picture for the Dodgers who you wanted the Orioles to sign, who turned out to be kind of a sleazeball. Um, Trevor Bauer. People thought with yeah. Trevor Bauer's deal, right, where you maybe start seeing this trend where players would just take a one or two year deal for a lot more money, um, for a lot more you know AAV, a lot more money per 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 season, but it's not the case. Like if you look at this year, um, the top three agents are signing Marcus Simeon for seven years, Gossman for five years, Robbie Ray and and Eduardo Rodriguez for five years, Corey Seager for 10 years, Javier Baez for six years. Um, You just have these players signing, still signing these long-term five plus year year
3: deals. It's 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 kind of wild. I mean, the guaranteed money. Well, I mean, it's it's hard to turn that away. Well, it's
2: totally understandable from a player perspective. I'm just I'm just surprised that owners are still doing 10, 6, 5. Like, Detroit's a small market team. They signed their two guys for five years and six years um, at $23 million a year and $15 million a year. They're paying them for the next five and six years. just
3: surprising. Um, yep. But good on them, I guess. Yeah. I mean, good for the players and good for the teams. And if the CBA stuff can help balance out some of that low level teams to get them to spend more money, good for the Orioles. Yeah. And that's, that's good for the fan base. Yeah. And
2: I mean, it it gives you hope that the Orioles can get all get in that action too. And also gives you hope that like, I don't know. I just always assume the Yankees will sign every top free agent and so far that hasn't been the case. Right. Right. Um, If you look at the most money spent, Um, by free agents so far was Texas by far at 561 million, but 500 million just on those two guys. Then the Mets, then the blue Jays. But again, the blue Jays, almost all Kevin Gossman, Mm -hmm. Um, then Seattle, then Detroit, then Houston. And I don't know, this was, this might not be updated because this was from yesterday. Um, And there's been a lot happening since yesterday, but, but yeah, but anyway, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of mid-market and small-market teams.
3: Even Miami is making some signings. Um, yeah, so it's all hope for the Orioles. Yeah, and you're, and you're right. There's not going. We're not going to hear rumors about the Orioles doing something. If the Orioles sign Correa or Story or one of these guys, it's just going to happen. You're not going. I doubt we're going to hear for days about the <laughs> Orioles being involved in conversations for these guys. Yeah, you know what's also
2: weird. This is. Um, and, and I've been part of doing this, too, so, like, I'm criticizing myself here. But but how Oriole fans get on any reporter who brings up their lack of payroll on their lack of spending money. Like, Oriole fans will hate on yes.
3: any reporter who mentions anything about our payroll or that we're not trying to win. True. But to be fair, a lot of these reporters have also done their best job at hating the Orioles. Yeah,
2: yeah. But it's a little bit funny because I I tend to kind of—I would rather the Orioles spend more money. I would rather the Orioles—if they signed Carlos Correa, they would still be near the bottom of the league in payroll. Like, it's not like they would jump to the top. Like, I would still rather the Orioles spend money. So I I feel weird—it feels weird to me that Orioles fans are defending— not spending any money for the major league product. Like, I get why. I get it as part of the plan right. and the process. It's just weird to me to have we've, the Orioles be defending ownership yeah. and Michael Elias for not spending money.
3: Well, it's more of we've had this conversation before. Oriole fans are really sensitive and very uh, defensive of their team. Especially so if outsiders. Yeah, outsiders. Right. So it doesn't matter. You could have uh, Ken Rosenthal write an article about how the Orioles aren't spending money, and people will attack him saying it, that the Orioles are on the right path. And at the same time, Jeff Passan write an article about how the Orioles shouldn't spend money, and Oriole fans will attack him saying Orioles need to spend money. So it's more about, with Oriole fans, it's not about what they believe. It's about defending their turf.
2: Yeah, and I get that. I, I like
3: that. I like that. I get
2: that. Even if you're irrational sometimes, I like it. Um, I get behind that. It's just it's just always kind of makes me laugh. But it's it's been it's this is kind of off season. You know it's bad. Here's how you know it's a bad off season, another bad off season, where there's more chatter from Oreo fans and Orioles Twitter about who's being D, DFA'd by other teams, who's being non-tendered by other teams than there are about actual free agents. So it's like we all we don't care about free agents who are actually right, good and cost money. Trash we can pick up. We're looking at who did the Pirates, when the worst teams in baseball. Who did they just cut? Oh, they just cut Cameron. We yeah we 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 should go after him. Like we're we we get excited about the Tigers cutting Matt Boyd. Like there's a reason other teams cut these guys. And I mean, and maybe we'll pick a guy up. I saw we we picked up Lucius Fox. He was on our team for a good. Lucius Fox. Right, we picked him up. He was on a, our team for a good, what, two, three weeks. Yep. Then we drop him. Um, again, there is a reason. And, and I, I look forward to the days where the Orioles offseason is more excited about signing free agents
3: than picking up players that other teams don't want. Well, maybe tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow is the Carlos Correa day. You think so? No. But it, maybe. There's always hope for tomorrow.
2: Is the reason... I think another reason for the free agent signings, Josh, is because if there is a lockout, the players – the teams want to have these players under contract so they can do the baseball activities
3: or whatever. Well, that or they could... It's tricky. Okay. Because if they do a lockout – so the CBA expires tomorrow at midnight. So hopefully that means tomorrow is another busy day of free agent signing, uh, hopefully for the Orioles. Then the – the owners have the right to do a lockout. If the, Orioles, if the owners do a lockout, that kind of sucks for the Orioles because what that does is means players cannot go to Sarasota and develop. They can't go uh, out on team f- facilities. Uh, so so no baseball activities. activities. Like us, it's, well, it's no baseball activities at team places. Okay. So you would hope that these guys would go and do it on their own but you can't tell them to do it on their own.
2: If anybody wants to meet up at Broadwick Park,
3: right? Right. <laughs> I, yeah, mean, I could, like, get a little gang going on there. I mean, it's similar to like during the, during the uh, it, you would hope it would be like the lockdowns where baseball stuff was all shut down because of COVID and we saw players getting together and doing their train, own trainings together. Yeah, sure. You would hope you see some of that. But it doesn't gear you towards your own team, your own players, especially for young guys, like in the Orioles organization, like a guy like Kersted, who has, like, to be able to use the facilities in Sarasota like he's been using all winter is huge for a guy like that. Right. That, to have that locked down and then he'd have to go to – that's why you would see a lot of guys go to, like, Vanderbilt or wherever they went to college right. and work out. And that's not as easy, one, because of weather-wise – going into the winter, and two, with a lot of these younger guys, they don't have the relationships or the money that the veterans have to continue this.
2: Right. Yeah, I just wonder if... Yeah, because... I mean, I think where it really comes push to shove, like, there's, there's a, a deadline of, I don't know when it is, of probably sometime in January February, where... It takes a while. I mean, the spring training is obnoxious, but it takes a while for players to kind of ramp up and get their innings in, yeah. specifically with pitchers. And so, if you start pushing into spring training, that's going to affect the regular season. Right. And, so we and if you can't sign into free agents right in the next month, it kind of puts you behind the eight ball if you right. can't. You know, all right. this kind of stacks up, and you get behind.
3: Right. So we haven't had a lockdown since, uh, or a lockout, strike, whatever you want to call it, since 1994. So what you want to watch, the key dates after December. December 1st is a huge key date at midnight. Then if they do a lockout, I hope they don't because it will hurt teams like the Orioles, as I just mentioned. But the next key date is going to be really kind of January 1st. If there's no deal by the beginning of January, it's time to start getting concerned. If there's no deal on February 1st, then there's a little bit of panic that the season might start might right because you start affecting spring training at that point. Yeah, and yeah. If you don't have a deal by March 1st, who knows and, about the season? And April 1st opening day is yeah right. is, is, like is looking unlikely. First yeah. is the deadline to really start spring training on time. Right. So yeah. it's really like look at those key dates as as the first of every month. And right. Everyone you pass, get a little more concerned.
2: And it's not like football where you don't really need any preseason games. Like pitchers need.
3: The spring training games, like they—they they, yeah. they need the innings. Um, yeah, we and we saw that we saw this year, as silly as we thought it was, we saw that there was definitely wear on the pitchers going from a short season to a full season.
2: Yeah, at so the end of the last year, thing, players are getting shut down left and right.
3: Yeah. Right. So what we really don't want is another short season. Yeah, um, I agree. It would be, and as a disaster, exciting, as exciting as all the CBA stuff is, and as exciting at, not CBA but the the. Non, the the signing tendered free agents and non-tenders and yes. sign and free agents, if they don't make a deal tomorrow, all that comes to a dead stop. Forget rumors. There's nothing. There's yes. no conversations. There's nothing.
2: That well, and that's why they're doing it now, yeah, because they know they might not be able to do it. And if you're, and if you're a free agent, honestly, I mean, you would kind of like to know where you're going, right? Like I would rather know where I'm going if I'm going to move my family somewhere
3: and get ready to play, then, then I would right. in, you know, February. We have to rush and hurry and all that. That's what sucks for all these guys who were non-tendered today is they have one day tomorrow to try to sign with another team. Yeah. Or and we are going to be sitting here like, I don't know if I'm playing next year.
2: And the optics of this is just I can't even wrap my head around it. Clearly the owners are making a ton of money. Players, I've never signed such big contracts. So on the one hand, yeah. you have everyone making a ton of money, and then you're going to have a work stoppage because they can't agree
3: upon it's, money. Like right, it's, 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 billionaires it's, versus millionaires fighting over pennies.
2: Yeah. Like, I, I, I understand it, but I also, like, just from a – you step back a second and look at it, and it's so stupid. It's yeah, like, it's, well, what are we doing here? Right. And from the optics, they
3: really can't afford it.
2: No. No. They they, they can't afford it. and. And they should know better. And even even a long fight is going to be
3: – every day it drags on is worse for baseball. I've, I've came to assume it's, it's not happening tomorrow. Oh, yeah. yeah but if that's this true. drags into January, that's concerning for baseball. Yes. I, yeah, I hope it's, it ends by,
2: by early January at the latest. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um. We should see there's, but maybe we'll get some, at the end of the day, I hope we get some good things out of it, like a universal DH. Um, no one yeah, better I touch, doros number one draft pick. That's all I got to
3: say. Yeah. Um, I kind of like this idea of, well, there's been a few things leaked out. One of 14 game playoffs, 14 team playoffs. But the interesting twist on that is the better teams get to choose their opponent, which is interesting. Yeah, I do like the
2: choose the better I, team choosing their opponents. I like to the, like like incentivize the winning and yes. better records
3: and that gets a little bit kind of strategy and, and fun it, too. Yeah. It makes it more like schoolyard. And like I like when baseball kind of goes back to like what we all love about baseball. It's why it goes back to the same reason why I thought like the Field of Dreams game and stuff was really cool. Because it it's yeah, more on the game. Maybe this is a step in the right direction. And the next step could be we could
2: start other teams. Get to choose who the pitcher is for the other team. No, well, no, don't take it too far. One and time then time. I know, it was just, so you could you could you could choose to have you know Chris Davis up there pitching no. or whatever. But I
3: like that. Yeah. I'm intrigued by the free agency thing. Trying to get rid of the arbitration stuff and just you're a free, you're a free agent at 27 and a half or something like that. Yeah. Instead of seven years. Yeah, I like that because it then incentivizes you to bring the guy up early. Like yep. it, it makes sense. Then bring up Manny Machado at age 20, and you get him for eight years. You know. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> so I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what they come out like, out of it with. Yep. Yeah. After after a 40 million dollar payroll, I like the idea of a floor and force the Orioles to spend a hundred. Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, that's weird because the world has also spent millions of dollars Off in field. building international facilities and stuff yes. like that, and coaches and, and all that right. stuff. So, right. like, and how do you where, define? It's almost like you got to look into the books, and and no one's ever lets people into the books. But it's almost like they got to. Baseball's got to look into your books and say, okay, are you investing money in this team? Yeah. Even if it's not
3: the amazing squad, are you putting a certain amount of money into your team? Right. Yeah. But I, but I think <laughs> that's all to try to build more parity, and I think parity in the NFL works really well. Oh,
2: oh par- parody is almost work. Almost works too well.
3: <laughs> yes. Yeah. In the NFL, it sometimes seems a little bit that way, but I think a little bit more parody in the baseball would be good. Yeah, I agree.
2: I, I yeah, I, I agree. Not and so it much, seems like this off. Well, it seems like this off season. Hopefully, we're working that direction with all these um, we'll mid-market
3: teams with these big signings. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> all right. But um, but with no Oriole news. Uh, we at least have a backup plan for Section 336. We do. So when there's no news, uh, we're, we're not going to take off and just disappear and see you next season. And we're going to do a podcast
2: we are. We're going to do an art and decorating podcast. <laughs> right, right. Is that where you're going with this? Yeah,
3: craft time. Craft, craft, craft time, time with it. Section 336. Exactly. Uh, no, so we're going to do, We, when I was up in Maryland this week, we recorded our first What If episode. We've talked about it on here, kind of teased the concept. So we recorded a what-if Chris Davis, where Matt and I discussed some alternate timelines for Chris Davis. What what would happen if we didn't sign Chris Davis? What if they didn't ban the shift? Or what if they did ban the shift? What if he didn't get suspended for Adderall and some other things? And I, Matt, I thought it was a really fun kind of... It was different, different yeah. To yeah. Do a podcast. It
2: was you know? it was fun because you could talk a little bit about recent Orioles history and um and go over some, some ideas that we talked about in the past and kind of revisit some things. So yeah, yeah, it was fun.
3: And I think a lot of people just try to simplify the Chris Davis saga and make it one little thing of, oh, he's not good. We wasted a bunch of money on him. Right. And I think
2: after doing the podcast, I think maybe we blame him for a bit too much and say oh if it wasn't for that we could have done this and no. this and this and this but but, but maybe not in the podcast <laughs> maybe, think, maybe
3: we would end up exactly where we are today even right. without Chris Davis contract and i think we made some good <laughs> arguments in the podcast about maybe what killed Chris Davis yeah 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 so uh you guys can check it out it's out now for our supporters spoiler it was another team in the AL East that killed him but okay go ahead yeah uh-huh big percentage yeah but uh Check it out. You can get to it on Patreon by supporting us on Patreon or on Apple's podcast. If you support us over there, you get it as well. It's out now for supporters only. Uh, probably, I'm thinking it'll probably be out for everyone in January, especially with the CBA stuff. When things are slow, that's when we'll probably put it out for everyone. But we're really happy with it. Uh, we think it's a good thought experiment. We think we're going to be doing some more of these what-ifs, but we want to get your feedback. But it's also a chance for you to support us so check it out under patreon or under the apple podcast supporter tab thing it's out there now and check it out and then it's only about three dollars and 36 cents i believe if you want to support us
2: Yep, yeah. and let us know if you like and let us know other ideas you have for what if
3: episodes yeah. I got regarding the from yeah. some patreon listeners already all right cool excited to do those all right. You want to do, you have any uh, ball fours or are we just going to wrap up and get out of here? Uh, I mean, I can, I, can th- I can put together a ball four. You want to do some ball fours? I really don't have anything, but. Um... I've been, I'll tell you the one thing I brought back from Maryland. I brought some Bucky pretzels to Maryland. Right. Your you pickled flavored yeah, pretzels. Big, know, really. over in yeah. your family. Yeah, okay. Not what me. What I brought back from Maryland is a cold. So, I've Welcome been- to the world of small children. I've had a bad cold for the past four months. It's so now I my life. Had, I haven't gotten sick in two years. I haven't yeah. gotten sick since moving to Florida. Okay. So I don't know if it's your kids to blame or the yes. weather to blame.
2: You're not around little snot-nosed kids all the but, time. But I blame that.
3: kids were around me a lot, so I'm guessing it's the kids. Yeah, probably. So, uh, but because of that, a little ball four, I've been watching Yellowstone Okay, I'd never even heard of that show. Started watching it in Maryland with Gigi, and I've been watching a ton of it, uh, trying to recover from this cold, just laying in bed at night. So I know I'm late to the bandwagon. There's four seasons in, but I am now a fan of Yellowstone. Okay, is it about the national park, or is that a dumb thing to say? It's a it's it's in Montana. It's about a ranch in Montana that Kevin Costner owns. Haven't seen uh. any Cal or Kelly Ripkin appearances yet, but Kevin Cosner. He's, in the, he's in the show? He's the main he's guy on the main, show? He's the main guy on the show. That's why uh, I watched it. All right. See, now you're intrigued. Well. This right. episode is 90 minutes long and really boring. Okay. And I only continued to watch it because your brother-in-law told me to keep watching it after that episode. All right. And then, it's kind of like uh, that
2: invasion show with Apple. You
3: got to stick with it. Did you stick with it? Yes. In episode
2: six was, I think, one of the most suspenseful episodes of any television show
3: I've ever watched
2: in my life. You episode know, six.
3: So yes. You're saying I haven't watched it since episode one. You're saying I need to continue? Well, episode one through five is really boring. But episode six. <laughs> That's way too long. I <laughs> episode six is incredible. It's like when I tell people, yeah, check out Breaking Bad, but the first two, three episodes are really depressing. You got to yeah. just fight through it.
2: Well, I felt the same about, in a very different way, Parks and Rec, where it literally took me to, like, season two and a half. And and I just stuck with it because everyone kept on telling me how good it was. It
3: took me forever to get into it. The first season when they were trying to be The Office sucked. Yeah, it it took me literally into season number two. Yeah, they finally figured it out. I agree with that. Yeah. All right, that's Uh, our ball four. Yeah, that's ball four. A couple TV shows. Yellowstone Invasion. Yeah. Alright, well um, Like Josh said, support
2: the show Go to Section336.com um, You can support us or, and follow us on Facebook And Instagram and Twitter You can follow me on Twitter at Section336 Well, I'll just pretty much tweet out things about Carlos Correa Until he signs with the Orioles or another team I'm assuming the Orioles um, You can also follow Josh on Twitter At Josh Roca. Thanks for listening boys and girls And as always Go O's And go Ravens And go sign Carlos Correa
1: Every time we run this town Everybody knows we ain't messing around we sí.